ladies and gentlemen. It's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pie del Cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to this very special podcast-exclusive episode of The Probo Show. It is currently 8.30 a.m. Central European time. Uh, 2.30 a.m. My God, my brain's slow today. <laughs> 2.30 a.m. for our friends... Um, uh, in uh, in the east of the United States, Eastern Standard Time, and 2.30 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. How are you doing out there, guys? A big good morning to my friends in the chat. That's BTI, Vero, Pedro, JM, J. Romanova, Vero, Pedro, again, you know, some of you get read twice. <laughs> and of course, the mighty Jareom. If you want to be as cool as those guys, you can tune into the stream any day, any weekday. Uh, between um, 8.30 and 9.30 a.m. Central European time. Um, and I do applaud those who do. So you just go to twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian. It is that simple, my friends. Um, wow, I thoroughly tortured the elves, poor guys, this morning. Oh, And they gave me an amazing show for today. So let's see. In 100 Humans, I asked them for reasons someone might send you flowers. Reasons someone might send you flowers. Uh, nombra un motivo por el que alguien podría enviarte flores. All right. Um, in Complete the News, uh, we find out how a man traveled 38.4 miles in Missouri. <laughs> it's a good one. And if we have time, we'll also get into other news. Um, today's unpopular opinion, an interesting one. Working 20% less. Uh, trabajar un 20%. Is it 20% or 20? Yeah, I think it's 20%. Um, trabajar un 20% menos is better than earning 20% more. Es mejor que ganar 20% más. Porciento más. I don't know. Um, not doing puente, actually working today, says Pedro. Okay, so yeah, for our international listeners, to, this week's a bit of a weird one. This is why we've got two podcast-exclusive episodes. There'll also be two podcast-exclusives next week on Tuesday and Thursday, because Mr. Richard Vaughan uses the big studio. Um, yeah, so usually Spain has this weird thing where they, where they have a bank holiday in the middle of the week. And what does, what does Spain do? One of the greatest traditions in history. We take the other day off, <laughs> and we call that a bridge, a puente. Um, yeah, I took the puente. Oh, it's joyous. It's joyous, and I'm going to have a good weekend, guys. I'm going to France this weekend. I'm just going to Cannes. Ooh, look at you. Sounds too expensive for you, Rob. It is. <laughs> that's why I'm only going for 24 hours. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's it. And that's literally my whole weekend dedicated to that. Um, uh, should we get into some news, friends? Oh, by the way, yeah, the temperature. For those of you who have been keeping up with the show every single day, you know we'll, we're under some kind of weird heat dome. Um, uh, yeah, there's a weird kind of phenomena. Whereas here in October, the temperatures have been unnaturally high. And today they've finally started to drop. Um, it's where Vero's living right now. It's 15 degrees around there. So yeah, set your watches by the fact that everyone in Spain is going to be saying, oh, it's too cold. <laughs> in about five minutes, okay, que frío hace, madre mía. Admit it, Rob, those who you mention more than once are your favorite, says Vero. Could be, could be. I'm not, I, I will neither confirm or deny. Elves, no, no. <laughs> Min's joining us in the chat all the way from the Netherlands. How you doing, my dude? All right, should we look at, um, uh, should we look at some news? Okay, AI news, more a artificial intelligence news um, from the leaders, or one of the, certainly one of the leaders in the industry. By the way, I get a lot of comments like, why do you report so much on AI? Um, because it's the biggest news <laughs> that there is right now. Yeah, I mean, okay, there are lots of conflicts and things that we need to stay up to date on. I get that. But um, some... Some new the the news which will affect absolutely everyone's lives on the planet is AI and the um, and the furthering of these technologies. So here we go. OpenAI, the creators of ChatGPT, Dali, 
all these um, words you've probably heard before. Well, OpenAI is the parent company. Um, they have quietly changed their core values. Hmm. This is coming from Semaphore. Uh, semaphore.com. OpenAI, the organization behind ChatGPT, has recently made subtle changes to its core values, um, as displayed on its website. Previously, the company's career page showcased six core values. Audacious, I think is audaz in Spanish. Thoughtful. Um, reflexivo. By the way, guys, there's no natch today, so if I deserve an evil athor, you have to tell me in the chat. <sighs> Unpretentious. Sin pretensiones. Uh, impact-driven. Impact. Uh, impacto. Impact-driven and co collaborative. Collaborativo. Uh, collaboración. And growth-orientated. Orientado al crecimiento. Those were their initial core values. Um, Nivelazo to the elves, says, <laughs> says Pedro. You guys, you doubt us. Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. <laughs> All right, translation elf, that one's for you. I'm not going to pretend it's mine. <laughs> so yeah, they have, um, they've, changed their, um, they've changed their core values on their careers side of their website. Um, however, a recent update has reduced the list to five, introducing AGI focus as the primary value, emphasizing the development of artificial general intelligence. Um, again, if, you, um, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know what that is. Artificial general intelligence is, um, is intelligence, artificial intelligence comparable to that of a human being. We actually reported on this before that Sam Altman, um, his, one of his driving aims is to replace what he calls the median human. <laughs> Are you terrified yet? Um, the updated values also include intense and scrappy scale. Well, let's actually, let's actually go through some of these new core values. So enfoque in AGI and AGI focus. They're committed to building safe, beneficial AGI that will have a massive, positive impact on humanity's future. If we replace the politicians, am I right, guys? If you didn't listen to that show, that was on Wednesday. By the way, guys, the video for Wednesday's show is actually open on YouTube. You can actually see the VOD. And what, what show it was talking about how politicians could and should be replaced by um, artificial intelligence. Um, intense and scrappy. Intensidad y dinamismo, maybe scrappy there, like dynamic. Um, scale. We believe that scale in our models, our systems, and ourselves, our processes, and our ambitions is the magic. They want to, again, this is just a rebranding of their initial focus of, you know, growth orientation. Uh, and then finally, team spirit. Espíritu de equipo. Equipo. Uh, Nivelazo again. Oh, wow. Thank you. Oh, I miss you, Natch. Come back. Será posible. <laughs> Vaya nivelazo. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, changing their AI focus. I don't think this is so worrying, honestly. It's nothing that we didn't know before they made this um, official change. We kind of knew um, following Sam Altman's uh, movements and interviews they has a real focus on uh, on creating artificial intelligence that can be of real use in the workplace. However, what are our governments doing um, to uh, assure the income of their constituents? Nothing. <laughs> Telling you guys, politician, um, politician GPT, we need it. If they were incentivized by being replaced, <laughs> you watch how quickly um, things would move. Um, okay, what's next? Uh, in the era, in the new era of, in a new era of deep fakes, AI makes um, real news anchors report fake stories. Yeah, this is a phenomenon that is um, uh, that is spreading like wildfire on social media. In una nueva era de deep fakes, la inteligencia artificial hace que los presentadores de noticias Reales informen de historias falsas. Oh, oh, no need to say Nivelazo. I know your fingers are so sore now. That was pretty awesome. Thank you, Translation Elf. 
So yeah, this is um, uh, this is sad but true. Deep fake news segments featuring prominent journalists and TV networks are increasingly circulating online, causing concern among experts, especially as the next major election approaches. In the US, of course, we're talking about here. Um, this, by the way, is an article from Forbes, so a very um, reputable, reputable um, news outlet. Natch, please come back. Rob is mixing the buttons again, says Vero. <laughs> True story. How are you doing, Mr. Cruzando? Joining a bit late. Better late than never, my friends. Um, social media inf influencers like TikTok user or TikToker Krishna Sahe have been using generative AI to create realistic-looking news segments with top anchors from major outlets such as CBS and CNN. These fake segments often gain more traction than legitimate news clips. For instance, one of Sashay's deepfakes received over 300,000 likes on TikTok, while genuine video from the same news show garnered just 7,000 likes. All right. Um, yeah, so you've got to wonder where um, where policy decisions will be made with regards to um, social media. We've seen the out-and-out -out breakdown of Twitter as in terms of an information source, with so much fake news being, um, being reported there from the front lines of the conflict um, in Gaza right now. And, um, and this kind of thing just makes... Yeah, it makes modern news and modern information gathering very, very worrying. People are already being indoctrinated in some strange beliefs based on information that is quite often secondhand or, or just plain nonsense. So let's, um, let's continue with this story. While many platforms have policies against deepfakes, enforcement remains a challenge. The rise of AI tools makes creating such content more accessible and has intensified fears about political and well, potential misuse of deepfakes, especially in the context of misinformation campaigns targeting high-stake events like elections. Does this worry you? It certainly worries me. Um, I did actually read um, another news story saying that the, um, the CEO of TikTok has been given 24 hours to address these concerns. I'll, um, I'll try and follow up with that on in Monday's show and see um, see how things are, um, are progressing. But yeah, certainly... Um, Certainly worrying stuff. Okay, next piece of news, and maybe the last one for today. The IRS, the Internal Revenue Service. Oh, this is this is a good news. Strap yourselves in, guys. The IRS tells Microsoft it owes $29 billion in back taxes. <laughs> Are you not sick being just, you know, your average working Joe? struggling to make ends meet struggling to maybe having to make decisions when it comes to your family's dietary concerns uh, maybe we don't need to eat so much this month maybe we need to put a little away maybe we don't go on vacation this year not just because of taxes but taxes definitely pay a play a part in that right perhaps we wouldn't be in such um, uh, bleak financial times if big corporations actually paid their taxes so this news for me is beautiful so the IRS tells Microsoft it owes $29 billion in back taxes. This is coming from The Verge. The Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, has notified Microsoft that it owes $28.9 billion in back taxes, including penalties and interest for the tax years between 2004 and 2013. Microsoft's corporate vice president for worldwide tax and customs, Daniel Goff, mentioned in a blog post that the company has since changed its corporate structure and practices. He emphasized that the IRS concerns pertain to past actions, not current practices. Goff also noticed that the amounts Microsoft paid under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act could reduce the final tax um, owed up to $10 billion. And it's still, it's still $18 billion, my friend. Uh, Microsoft plans to contest the IRS's proposed adjustments and does not anticipate a resolution within the next year. Good news, right? For me, this is um, uh, this is good news. Maybe we should um, not only focus on Microsoft but also Google. All these all these companies that either save money or operate in tax havens. Oh, it's about time, right, guys? So it's interesting that this is coming from the states. 
but hopefully that's um, uh, this is a kind of decision making that will spread worldwide. I don't understand why, in the middle of the 21st century, mankind continues to allow conflicts like the one in Ukraine and Israel. What is happening to us? Yeah. Well, the Israeli conflict really goes back. I'm not going to say it's it's a religious war, because in reality, it's not. Oof, do I get into this in today's show? I was actually thinking about recording something special and posting it on YouTube with regards to um, the Israel-Palestine conflict. Let's do, let me just say right now, right, there is a certain amount of, there is a little part of me that says ignoring this conflict is just as bad as talking about it in a show of this nature. So all I will say with regards to um, uh, the Israel-Palestine conflict, the Ukraine and Russia conflict, things that I don't really dive into, is that on both sides there are human beings. Um, human beings that are suffering massive losses of life um, based on decisions made by a relatively few people. And that is a concern, and that is something that's absolutely heartbreaking. I see a lot of rabble-rousing um, and calls for action um, and more loss of life, and I think um, I think that is, um, that is disgusting, and we should really be thinking about, um, about people um, people and their their well-being. I don't want to get into my. Um, I don't want to get. I don't want to start taking sides and things, especially when it comes to um, the Palestine um, the Palestine conflict. But it's worth mentioning. I think that Hamas is, doesn't really represent the whole of Palestine. I know you would say, well, they were voted in, but it doesn't represent the Palestinian people in my eyes, um, and I, that's not condoning their horrific actions, obviously. But it is a terrorist organization. So, yeah, um, my view, my dim view on what's happening in the world right now is um, is just that. I take the side of anyone who's um, who's suffering with these conflicts. I take the side of anyone on either side of these conflicts who are losing lives, rel losing their relatives, losing their security. That's That's the side and the position that I take. Okay, anyway, guys, so that's the news. Let's get into today's. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Okay, how are we doing? All right, let's very quickly catch up with the chat. I know I've opened a Pandora's box now, but let's try and let's try and keep it focused. Um, Pedro says in reply in response to Vero, I guess the question's what's um, uh, is what's not happening to us. We remain the same absurd, conflictive species. We haven't evolved a bit, says Pedro. Certainly a lot of evidence for that right now. Min says, I don't get why people are so adamant on choosing a side. Hamas is a terrorist organization slaughtering normal people and Israel is an aggressive nation that's killing normal people. They're both poo. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in that statement too. Okay, let's get into today's unpopular opinion, friends. All right, what is an unpopular opinion? It's a brain fart. Un pedo cerebral. I share it with you on my social media. You guys opine there. You give me your opinion there. But the real decision makers are the wonderful boys and girls who join us in the show. The Warriors. <laughs> if you want to be part of that live audience, by the way, just like Min, Pedro, Vero, Mr. Cruzando, all the people that we've mentioned, Jareo, then it's very easy. You just go to twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian between 8.30 and 9.30 Central European time and join in. Okay, today's unpopular opinion is working less. Working 20% less is better than earning 20% more. Um, what is the translation of that? Translation elf, wake up. <laughs> um, trabajar un 20% menos es mejor que ganar un 20% más. All right. Okay, um, first of all, we're going to start off, as we usually do, um, by reading the Probo Show Elves' pros and cons. So here we go. So, arguing that, yeah, working 20% less is better than earning 20% more. Choosing time over money. Here we go. Um, working less can improve work-life balance, providing individuals with more time to engage in personal activities, hobbies, and spending time with loved ones. Reducing work hours can lead to less stress and better mental health. It can also offer more time for physical activities, potentially leading to improved physical health. Working fewer, fewer hours might lead to increased productivity during the working hours due to being better rested and more focused. And there is actually quite a lot of evidence to, to support that. Um, and finally, the environmental impact. 
Less commuting, if applicable, means reduced carbon footprint, less congestion, and a potential decrease in transportation costs. I'm not sure how the elves there are drawing a line between um, less transportation costs for, for fewer cars on the road. Perhaps due to more... I don't know. I don't know how he's drawing that line, but anyway, the elves are the elves. Next, um, in the con column, disagreeing with a point, saying, no, 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 earning 20% more is way better than working 20% less. Um, first point, earning more can lead to increased financial security, allowing for savings, investments, and preparing for future needs of or emergencies. Um, increased income can improve one's standard of living, living, offering opportunities to travel and engage in desired experiences or access to better healthcare and education. A higher salary often indicates a higher position or greater responsibility, which might be seen as career progress or could lead to further opportunities down the line. And finally, an economic boost. From a broader perspective, higher earnings can lead to increased consumer spending potentially stimulating economic growth. And that's where the that's where the kind of where I pull the brakes on the time argument is that it's true. The more money people have, the more money is poured back into the economy. I mean when I say people, I mean the vast majority of people, not a few individuals that hoard wealth at the top. Anyway, um let's see what the chat is saying. Um Mr. Cruzando and finally, normal people are those who suffer the wars. The situation is so sad. Agreed. That's the real takeaway here. The situation is just sad. Yeah. The elves agree. The elves agree. Uh, Vero says, True, in my humble opinion, the ideal thing would be, to, would be earning 20% more and <laughs> working 20% less. Um, that's what tortured elves are for. Aren't they, Rob? True story. That's what the tortured elves are for. Shut up, elves. Put the, put the trombone down. <laughs> That's what you're for. For being tortured and generating um, light entertainment. <laughs> um, yeah, great point. Mr. Cruzando says, as soon as I have enough money, I prefer working fewer hours and having more free time. Amen. Min says, I think in general, working less is nicer than earning more. However, if you're below a certain threshold, you definitely want more money. I think it just depends on your situation. Okay, so there, um, Min, Min, you're going to get um, a probe approved. That gets the probo stamp of approval. I have a gut feeling on this. And again, it's an opinion. It's an opinion. I have a gut feeling on this is that the majority of people who voted false here is because they're all, they're struggling to make ends meet now. But if everyone were in a comfortable position where they could, you know, feed their families, just get by, maybe not um, an immense amount of disposable income, but a comfortable life, I think if you were to poll all of those people, it would be almost unanimously true. Free time outweighs more money. So, but I did post this poll on Instagram and they said, what do you think they said? I'm going to tell you right now. Here we go. So I said, working 20% less is better than earning 20% more. Instagram said... 67% true. Um, but Rob, you gave the elves 100% less money in exchange for 100% more work. Yeah. And I put a roof over their head with a beautiful in a beautiful cage. <laughs> where occasionally I'll toss them scraps from the kitchen. That is a bonus, my friends. <laughs> okay, Pedro says, I agree with the unpopular opinion, but I don't think work-life balance is just a quantitative issue. 20% less working hours can generally make a more positive impact on our lives than 20% salary increase. But if you don't use the, this 20% uh, more free time wisely, it will just be more time not necessarily a good life experience but surely and i agree and i agree wholeheartedly but surely the the opportunity so we're talking 20 percent less right imagine you have every friday or every monday off a three-day weekend is wow imagine the energy you go into work on monday i'm one of those people i'm kind of a workaholic like these these two shows that i'm doing for example i'm doing them through my um through my day off both, uh, both yesterday's and today's, making podcast-exclusive episodes. I enjoy my work. 
okay? It's, well, particularly this part of it. I'm not in the office um, crunching uh, Excels, which I have been known to do. But this part of my work, I thoroughly enjoy. Most of us aren't so lucky. Most of us are in my position crunching um, Excels. If I could take 20% less of that, I would prefer it over 20% more cash. But what does this tell us about capitalism and perhaps a failure in our understanding with regards to capitalism? This is where this subject gets really fascinating for me. Hmm. All right, guys, um, we are going to have to go into a very, very quick commercial break right now, but it is a fascinating subject. And we'll get into this, perhaps, this failure in the vision of capitalism in a second. Right, comrades? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, friends. Well, look, so many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me. And it means the absolute world. Friends, I'll be back in a few minutes. I'll post the poll and we'll find out. Is working 20% less better than earning 20% more? We'll see you soon. Hey, guys. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. If you're um, if you're tuned in live, it's currently 9 a.m. Central European time. Oh my God, what a show we're having! Um, we spoke briefly about the uh, this new era of deep fakes, where people are um, are falsifying real news anchors, um, presentadores de noticias, real news anchors reporting fake news. Um, that is worrying, especially given the conflict that's going on in the world right now, the elections about to take place in America and elsewhere. Um, and the onus for me is very much on the, um, the platforms to be able to control this issue. Let's see if they do um, take the bulls by the bull by the horns, as it were, and, um, and really uh, and really get into this because it is worrying. And um, then we looked at open AI the, they quietly changed their um, core values. The core values, the core values of the company, um, featuring featuring quite um, uh, quite strongly the um, the advent of AGI, uh, an artificial intelligence equal to or or more powerful than the the human uh, the human brain. Let's see if they can do that. Sam Altman, I read somewhere by he says by twenty thirty he wants to be in an era of of AGI. Uh, let's see. Valoris Fundamentalis, core values. All right, and finally, and we finished off there by um, by reporting on on Microsoft owing the Internal Revenue Service $29 billion. I mean, geez, Louise. When you look at the national debt in the States, okay, it's in the trillions now, but surely that would make a dent in it, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it, friends? Imagine the, the all corporations were paying... Um, Appropriate taxes? Imagine that. Imagine how much easier life might be for the regular boys and girls out there. And then anyway, comrades, and then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion. But is it really unpopular? It wasn't on um, It wasn't on Instagram. 67% of people said it's true that working 20% less, trabajar un 20% menos, or 20% menos, is better than earning 20% more. Es mejor que ganar un 20% más. Mm. Um, we spoke about it in some great um, uh, at some great length in the chat. Sadly, we had some internet issues there. Uh, I did get, receive some um, some messages here by um, uh, from some people on Instagram. Let's get into those right now. Aria says, honestly, working 20% less could mean more time for brainstorming and innovation. Sometimes less is more when it comes to productivity. That's a really, that's a really interesting point. Look, when you think about some of the the, the greatest leaps in human understanding, for example, um, all right, let's look at Albert Einstein, the theory of relativity, e, e equals mc squared. He wasn't working as a physicist when he came up with that. He was working as a patent clerk. 
you know, more free time for the human imagination to run wild, I think would be in the be net benefit of humanity as a whole, if that makes sense. So thank you for that, Aria, you get a... That gets the Probo stamp of approval. Um, Theo here says, very familiar, he says, I've been on my feet for decades, mate. <laughs> Working 20% less would be a blessing for my back and knees, <laughs> besides more time with the grandkids. Priceless. All right, Theo. Um, Layla says, from a financial perspective, earning 20% more can significantly fast track your goals. It can lead to more investments and potentially an earlier retirement. You know, hard to argue with that, um, with that understanding. But are any of us going to retire? I mean, pretty soon the, the, the population will be vastly weighed um, towards elderly people. I mean, if you think you're going to be retiring, I think that unless you've got a, a, an individual pension plan, which most people don't, I don't, you know, we're, we're going to be working till the day we die, friends. I mean, this is my, this is my thing. Hopefully if I can make enough cash to survive with this podcast and the other things that I do, follow me on Patreon, by the way, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian, get all the VODs for every single episode, my friends. Don't miss a beat, as well as all the news articles. There you go. That's enough. That's enough <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Earning 20% more can potentially lead to a more comfortable life. Uh, and Max finally says, life isn't just about the grind. If working less means I can play more gigs, travel, or even just relax, then I'm all in. And it seems to be many of us agree with this standpoint, right? But how many of us? So I posted the poll in the chat um, regarding this topic. Working 20% less is better than earning 20% more. Trabajar un 20% más menos es mejor que ganar un 20% más. You guys said... ...83% true. This is where we're getting to... Um, Really, kind of for me, what might be a failure in um, in econ uh, economists' understanding of people and our motivations. I mean, the capitalist model kind of breaks down under scrutiny around this subject because I think the vast amount of people would prefer to earn less and have or earn the same and 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 have more free time than earn more flying in the face of conventional economic wisdom. So it's interesting, right? Pedro says, do you think your free time after you're 65 has the same value of 20% um, more than when you were young? Ooh, that's an interesting point. I think so. Personally, for the individual, I think so. I mean, look, I'm 45 right now. 10 years ago, I would have appreciated that. <laughs> that 20% more free time than uh, to the same degree as I would appreciate it in 10 years time when I'm 55. I mean, I know that's just a 20 year kind of spread and I'm projecting maybe when I'm 55, I just want to work every hour of the day, but I doubt that's, I doubt that's the case. And um, welcome back, Vero. Um, Pedro voted true as well, 83% true. So is this a failure of our understanding of the human condition, of our priorities, of what really motivates us? I would say it is. And I think to the vast, to a, to a, to a very high degree, most of us value our time more than what we, are, what we receive as, um, uh, as reimbursement for investing that time in a company. Okay. And I think the people here who do vote false, that's because they're at a position where they have no disposable income and they are finding it, finding it very, very difficult to make ends meet. So that 20% extra in pay would only take them to a place where they can, you know, enjoy their, their life their, or the free time they have to a higher degree. For those people who are leading a more or less comfortable life right now, which is an increasingly um, smaller part of the population. If you earn enough to pay your bills, maybe have enough money for takeout food or um, or a meal once or twice a, um, a month with um, your loved ones, or if you're just living a comfortable life, I think the vast majority of, it, majority of those people would just prefer more free time. 
And I think um, uh, I think that that really reveals a discrepancy in um, in what we see as human values. Not all of us are motivated by accumulating wealth, because let's face it, friends, and this will be my final thought on this issue. Let's face it: when it comes to those final moments, you know, those final moments on this mortal coil, we will not think we will not think about how much money we've accumulated in the bank, how many jobs we've created, how many, you know, that new computer or TV, flat screen TV, your memories aren't going to go to that. Your memories are going to go to the times we spent with our family and friends, our loved ones, the time we've spent doing the things we love, whether that's traveling or creating or whatever it is. That's what we're going to think about. And I think for me, that really um, unveils a real dint in how economists think we think. On that note, friends, let's move on to today's 100 Humans. <laughs> no, I'm turning into Jerry Springer in my old age. As a final thought. <laughs> All right, my friends, it was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Today's question is, name a reason someone might send you flowers. Nombra un motivo por el que alguien podría enviarte flores. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I am in possession of the top seven answers right now. Your job in the, in the live audience is to identify those top seven answers. Or a reason someone might send you flowers. Un motivo por el que alguien podría enviarte flores. Woo! Let's see, guys, who's going to be the first person to answer. Bridge here says, life, Rob, is for living, not for having. Oh, wow. That gets the Probo stamp of approval. Amen to that. Amen to that. That's some wisdom there dropped by the bridge. Thank you. Thank you. So what do you think? Name um, a reason someone might send you flowers. The chat very quiet on this one. What are you thinking, guys? A reason someone might send you flowers. <laughs> I'm dead, says the bridge. <laughs> it doesn't have to be you that's died, bridge. Maybe, um, maybe you know, you're going to a funeral or something? Is funeral there? Funeral. A reason someone might send flowers. Funeral. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done, bridge. Bridge kicking us off today with a correct answer. Funeral. Five of a hundred humans said that. It's in the position number six. Min says, a birthday. Would you send flowers on someone's birthday? Is it there? Hmm. Yes, it is, Min. Well done. Well done, sir. 37 of a hundred humans said birthday. And Min, it's the number one answer. I have never received flowers, says Pedro. <laughs> yeah, not me neither. Me neither. We have to project ourselves into the minds of people who do receive flowers. Or send flowers. Pedro, I've sent flowers. You must have sent flowers. Come on. All right, so name a reason someone might send you flowers. Birthday, well done, Min. Number one answer. Um, <laughs> sex change, <laughs> says Pedro. Congratulations, you are now a boy or a, or a girl. <laughs> Is sex change there? No, it's not. It's not there. Come on now. Okay, Min says an illness. You're sick. Someone might send you flowers because you're ill. Is illness there? Yes, it is. Well done. I'll tell you something, friends. Min is the man to beat right now with um, two correct answers. Sickness is there. Five or hundred humans says say that someone might send you flowers if you're sick. Uh, six of a hundred humans, fifth place. Well done. And let's see. Anniversary. An anniversary of something special. Is an anniversary there? Yes, it is. Well done. I thought that this might be the, the easiest one. But right now, it's Min that's leading the pack here, friends. Um, a declaration of love. A declaration of love, says um, Pedro from Instagram. Is love a reason you'd send someone flowers? 
Well, according to the 100 humans, it is. Well done. <laughs> it is, in fact, the fourth most popular answer with six of 100 humans saying in love. Oh. All right, you guys have got two more to get. Let's see. Because they hate you and you're allergic to flowers, says Min. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, losing a loved one. We had that one. Uh, funeral. Well done. Um, as a farewell, to say goodbye. Here are some flowers for your journey. Is to say goodbye there? No, it's not. Pedro here does have a, one um, interesting idea. He says to say sorry as an apology. I'm sorry I stayed out all night, came back drunk, smelling of someone's perfume. Here are some flowers. <laughs> That's not a memory, by the way. I don't know. I know I'm, I'm painting a very dim view of <laughs> who I am. It was a joke, friends. Come on. Is apology there? Yes, it is. Well done. It is the seventh most popular answer with three of a hundred humans. Guys, you have only one more to get. And come on, it's the, it's the most obvious one. It's a special time of year. It's just one day, flower day. Around this time of year, you get inundated with adverts online from Interflora and people like that. Ugh. It's quite closely related to the fourth most popular answer. Okay, I'm seeing answers popping up in the chat here. Valentine's? Is it Valentine's Day? Is that a motive for sending flowers or receiving flowers? According to our 100 humans, yes, it is. Well done. Okay, friends, just one clue there, and you have completed today's 100 humans. So I asked, I asked them today to name a reason someone might send you flowers. Nombra un motivo por el que alguien podría enviarte flores. They said, in position number seven, an apology. An apology to say sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry I broke your favorite vase. Here's um, uh, here's uh, some flowers. Una una disculpa, I think he's saying in Spanish. In position number six, we had a funeral. Funeral, a funeral. In position number five, we had because you're sick, enfermo, because you're ill. In position number four, we had an in love, to be in love, enamorados. Oh, here's some flowers. Isn't that a weird gesture, by the way? You know, if you're in love. Here's something that will die in about two days to commemorate our everlasting love. Surely, like, there are a billion other things that would be more appropriate. Like a Lego. Here's a Lego. Here's a Lego Millennium Falcon to represent our undying love. I don't know. Okay, in position number we had an anniversary, an anniversario, an anniversary. Seven of a hundred humans said that one. In position number two, we had Valentine's Day, San Valentin. You know, here you go, here's some flowers. It's true, actually. Thinking about what me, what uh, Pedro said, I've never been gifted flowers ever. I wouldn't like it if someone did, but still, you know, people don't know that. <laughs> and finally, in position number one, with birthday, we had Min. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> Cumpleaños. 37 of 100 humans said that. And friends, that's today's 100 humans. Let's move on to complete the news. Okay, well done, friends. This is complete the news. I'm going to give you a news headline. But, my friends, I'm going to leave out some important information. Your job in the chat is to identify the missing information from the three options I give you. If you're one of the people watching the stream but aren't contributing, friends, this is your moment because all you have to write is A, B, or C. All right, let's get into it. So, here we go. This is a, a funny video. You can access that video, again, through my Patreon. Okay. A Missouri man paddles 38.4 miles in blank. Un hombre de Missouri rema 38.4 millas in blank. So what did he paddle in? Was it A, a coffin? 
It's quite a dark one, right? Was it A, a coffin? Was it B, a hollowed out pumpkin? Or was it C, a refrigerator? Hmm. A Missouri man paddles 3.8, uh, 38.4 miles in blank. Is it a coffin now, dude? Is it B, a hollowed out pumpkin? Um, what do you say, calabaza? Calabaza hueca? Or is it C, a refrigerator? Una nevera. A, B, or C? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirdest exercise anyone has ever had. So this happened in Missouri. Is that any kind of a hint? Maybe. Maybe not. Okay, I'm seeing a few C's appear in the chat. A refrigerator. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's official. In fact, you know, no one's voting for B or A, not a coffin or a hollowed out pumpkin. Everyone's saying C, refrigerator, nevera. Let's find out if you guys are correct. So here we go. Oh, Vero says A, a coffin. All right, all right. Let's see, let's see. A Missouri man paddles 3.8, uh, 38.4 miles in. The answer was... B, a hollowed out pumpkin. Oh, friends, no one got that. I'm celebrating. It was me. I, I like to I like to win on a Friday. <laughs> it was a calabaza, a, a hollowed out pumpkin. On October 11th, a Missouri resident named Steve Quenny transformed a pumpkin he cultivated weighing 1,208 pounds into a makeshift boat. He then paddled his unique vessel for 38.4 miles along the Missouri River, starting from Kansas City. Kansas. Oh, my God. <laughs> this feat surpassed the Guinness World Record of 37.5 miles. So he's, he's now a Guinness World Record holder for probably the most useless skill in the world. People are crazy, says, <laughs> says Vero. Yeah. That gets the Probo <laughs> stamp of approval. A big pumpkin. It was a big pumpkin. All right. We've got time, my friends. We've got time for one more. All right. This one's a little bit more macabre. Let's see if you can get it. If you live in Bridgeport, Bridgeport, I believe, is in Connecticut. This is from a Connecticut news organization. If you live in Bridgeport, blank may be sleeping next door mm. if you live in bridgeport blank may be sleeping next door si vives in bridgeport blank puede estar durmiendo al lado mm. but what is it is it a an axe murderer un asesino, un asesino con hacha is it b a teletubby in spanish a Teletubby, but pronounced different. <laughs> or is it C, a cannibal? Un cannibal. Cannibal, I think. All right. <laughs> so if you live in Bridgeport, blank could be sleeping next door or maybe sleeping next door. Um, puede estar durmiendo al lado. But is it A, an axe murderer? B, a Teletubby? Or C, a cannibal? Each one of those equally as heinous as the last. <laughs> no one wants to live next to Tinky Winky. Come on. No one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's for the memes, but I'm seeing B is currently in the lead. If you live in Bridgeport, Connecticut, blank may be sleeping next door. Is it A, un asesino con hacha, an axe murderer? B, a teletubby or C, un cani cannibal, a cannibal? Okay, it seems like, <laughs> why not an axe-murdering cannibalistic Teletubby? You can only pick one. <laughs> well, look, B is in the lead. So you guys say a Teletubby. Let's see if you're right. So, something may be sleeping next door. Someone may be sleeping next door if you live in Bridgeport, Connecticut. It is... Vera also says a cannibal Teletubby with an axe. You know what? The people who are most right here is actually Min and Vero. 
because it, it, the answer's actually A and C. Well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an axe-murdering cannibal. <laughs> However, you know, most people said B, so I'll take that as, as a win. <laughs> B and C can be equally as frightening, says Mr. Cruthander. So yeah, this is um, this is a, a real um, a real news story. Connecticut axe murderer who ate victims' brains and eyeball granted overnight leave. Yeah, this is terrifying and true. Again, good friends, I post the links in the in the Patreon. So if you support me there, you can see these. A man named Tyree Lincoln Smith who had been committed to Whiting Forensic Hospital for a decade after murdering a man with an axe and consuming parts of his brain and eyeball, has been granted temporary overnight leaves. This decision was made on August 25th by the State Psychiatric Security Review Board. Smith was committed to a hospital in 2013 after being found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect during his trial. Wow. Wow. Imagine that. You're complaining about your neighbors. At least they're not going to eat your brain and eyes. <laughs> or maybe they will. Depends how much noise you make. Where did the idea of a Teletubby come from? Too random. <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was me being silly at, um, at 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, it was the elves. The elves came up with that one. Um, it had to be B. <laughs> So there you go, friends. It was A and C. Well done. And thank you so much for participating in this, the, my favorite part of the day, every single day. We've looked at so much from um, AGI becoming a focus of or artificial general intelligence becoming a focus of open AI's future. Um, the new trend of deep fakes using real news anchors in fake stories. And, um, and Microsoft being in trouble with the IRS owing $29 billion in back taxes, my God. And then we got into a fascinating discussion about um, about the nature of what we value more, time or money, and overwhelmingly people have said time there, which gives me hope for the future. All right, friends, guys, so many things you could have been doing on this beautiful Friday morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the absolute world. I will see you on Monday.